G'day punters, welcome to a big, strange edition of the Mailbag Preview Show. Uh, we do apologise for running a little bit behind time. We've had a few tech issues here in the shed, but looking forward to getting stuck into a big show. As always, brought to you by punningform.com.au and our friends over at baggybet.com. If you haven't downloaded the app, there's a link below. Download the app um, and get involved. As always, gamble responsibly. Friends. I will throw us over to the team for the day. Shane, as you can see, is live in person. How was the trek down, mate? Yeah, it was great, James. Um, great to see a bit of countryside and the two-hour trip to get here. It was about the same time it took me to fly here from Brisbane. So, oh, um, here we go. What? It was brilliant and... Apologies to, apologies to everyone at home for the production quality. Um, basically, if Jack stopped laying winners, we'd be able to squeeze a bit more out of him for sponsorship money to um, put up a decent show. But here we are in the shed at Seaford, and it's great to be here all the same. And I'm never coming back. And um, Jack, how are you, mate? How's the week been? Uh, week's been phenomenal. Um, full credit, Field of Roses. Great run yesterday. Should have knocked off Mick's moment, who I think is a good horse. Um Full credit to Shane. Apparently, what I did to that bus on the way from Toowoomba to Brisbane <laughs> will live in infamy for everyone who was aboard that bus before. But uh, glad he's here. Glad he got a haircut. Um, pistol taught him a thing or two about fine, you know, fine Melbourne proper, proper drinking last mm. night. And he took mm. out the intern as well. So um, uh, stayed well clear of that, as did you. Yes, no, and uh, we're, we're here fresh. We were prepared, uh, hoping to deliver. Uh, on the couch sort of you know, special from the shed but um, a few technical difficulties have uh, completely and utterly that up for us and here we are well Real we're tight. Not- this, you know this reminds me of yeah, look at this it. reminds me of the Gold Coast this year in January <laughs> when this hungover sloppy mess was sweating and in between us where you are no were you in the middle I was in the middle TV yeah, was TV was <laughs> TB fat shame me in the back of the cab. <laughs> and uh, I never want to be this close to you blokes again unless we're getting, uh, unless we're on our way down to an Airbnb at Mornington or somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we'll move on from that. Look, we don't have any horses to sell. But off the top of the show, Jack did mention a great run yesterday, Field of Roses. Um, Unlucky, um, savaged the line again. I believe he's going to a race on Melbourne Cup Day. Um, so that's bloody good for the owners. At this stage, Field of Roses, Cup Day, Willow booked. Lovely. So the greatest. a very, very cheap buy. And these owners are on um, one hell of a ride. And our other flagship horse, Keats. Um, will chance of Oaks Day. Chance of, uh, chance of having another run on Oaks Day. So the mailbag bloodstock side of things is flying as always you know we're coming into that season so if you 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 um got any questions at all regarding the bloodstock jono j-o-n-o at the mailbag.com.au now that's enough of that we're here to talk horses we're here to talk the two big group ones this is mooney valley's time to shine uh so we'll kick off with the manicato on the friday night the 1200 meters We'll have a look at the, the market here. Now, this is live. Um, all of you who are out there watching, we Jack is going to take you on. We are going to have these prices up for the next hour while the show is live. So as we're going through them, we'll, I'll talk to the true price, what they are now. And then as the boys talk through their form and what they want to do, um, Jack will wind uh, some of the horses out for 
for you guys out there. So if you haven't, click on the link below, download the download the baggy bet app because these prices will only be live for an hour. There was plenty of action on the live chat service for, for baggy afterwards watching back the, the, the show, but these prices are only for the next hour. So we'll get into the Manicato, the big 1,200-metre weight for age group one there tomorrow night. Gamble Friday responsibly, night. though. If you download the app, make sure you gamble responsibly. 1-800-858-858. If you have a problem, gamble responsibly. And the Manicato market. So we've got the Godolphin Sprinter, Pulele at 360, heading the markets. Uh, Kieran Mars, brilliant little mare, I think. Balanipatina at $5. Um, Rockin' Horse is in good form. This Rock, prep, you're rocking an horse, I'll yeah, tell you. Yeah, it's 26. Cool and Gadda, uh, group one winner last start at $6, which Jack did lay shame, hence why we're all crammed in on a, on a kitchen table in a shed. Didn't see a video on Twitter when that one. Uh, <laughs> Roth Fire, the Queenslander, six fifty September run. $19, a group one winner at this track and the trip. 11-11, interesting runner at 17 and sort of write your own ticket. The rest, we'll have a look at the speed map. And Jack, what's the speed map telling us? Uh, I think Coolangata has to kick up from one and hold the spot, but the astrologers and best of all are fast horses with wide draw. So Timmy Clark on best of Bordeaux can sort of dictate the tempo here a bit. Like if Jamie jumps and wants to go, he decides how hard the tempo is. Like, if he gets outside, does he want to just sit there or does he want to take her on and put her in the coffin? Uh, Rothfire is a fast horse too, but I think they sit off him from that. Like, they got the grouse barrier here, barrier five. I don't think they have to get involved in the speed battle, but they could. And the same story, Paul Ailey. Rothfire and Paul Ailey are the two PR horses map wise here. Uh, I think Bella Nipatina, if you like her, you're going to talk yourself into barrier two is really, really good. And it probably is, but there's a chance that she gets flushed out the back here. Like she was very good, not suited last start, but she's going to be there, thereabouts in run. And then the rest of them, I'd really like to make a case for Rock and Horse. We'll get to that later on, but just where he lands in runs really, really tricky. And, and the Inferno is sort of same sort of story. Always an interesting speed map at, at Mooney Valley, um, especially in this. And like you said, the sun's shining right now. Yeah. It's, it's absolutely perfection in Melbourne mm. right now. Shane's like, it's going to be a good four. He's been saying it all afternoon. Well, it, it, was def- it was going to be a good two when I was sitting on the boardwalk this, this afternoon at South Bank with me and Matt Barker drinking white wine. Oh, um, I was getting the sunburn. We had to go get shade. So, like, I just can't see how Barker I can possibly shade. get 20, degree, 20 mils of rain tomorrow. But It happened anyway. to us last week. We sort of overplayed the heavy we conditions. Did. We yeah. did. We it did. wasn't as heavy yeah. as we thought. So, uh, I think the responsible thing to do is to, to listen to the bomb. And anticipate sort of a soft seven track here, soft six track. But each your own. You do you. We're not allowed to call it the bomb anymore. <laughs> What's the bureau? The bureau. <laughs> well, what we're going to do, we'll probably just replay the Moya a few times, but we'll, we'll play it first here. And I think the first horse we'll talk about is the winner, um, Cool and Gatter. Sort of got all favours this night, didn't you? PR, blessed in run. Uh, there's Zoo Style outsider. Zoo Style fought pretty hard against Paul Ailey, who's back and not suited here. Uh, they've both had a run since and went really, really good. Paul Ailey so strong that she got through Ollie whipping in the head twice and still found the line. Um, they're, the, they're the key references. Roth Fire in this race, Shane, you tipped it. You backed it. I did. And was maybe fives in the 350. It was a complete and utter steamer. Um, you're hanging a heap of shit on me about Cool and Gatter, but it was like $5 out to seven, and I laid it all the way out to seven. 
Yeah, and the second horse should have won. Um, and it was a great ride of a second horse. I wouldn't like if Ross Fire's going good enough, you could argue that he just pushes Bella Nipatina out of the way and makes its run. But Bella Nipatina was going better than it and and it was able to keep it boxed in. Um so like obviously the night that night we spoke about track bias and cool and gatter, you know getting a, a good run on speed, um, jumped a length in front, basically. Like the, the race was, not say the race was over in the first 50 metres, but for her to ping like that, yeah. like they had no option but to leave, really. So threw the map out the window. It was a rare occurrence too, because it, um, it was like 440 out of $7, which normally means they're going to miss the start. So I'm not I'm not penning the form or anything like that. What I, I think out of that race, what I've seen there is Bella Nipatina was the run of the race out of that. And Cool and Gatter had all the favours on a night where obviously... Um, being on speed was an advantage. Um, yeah, so there's a, there's an argument to say that that's that there's not form outside of Bellatina coming out of that race. Do you pay any attention respect to the horses that were worse in midfield and just sort of not suited? I mean, we saw Paul Laley who couldn't catch him from where he was in run come out and win a good race up to 1100. Yep. Now we're up to 1200. We're, we're a little bit worried about the track, but more often than not, Friday night, this carnival, it's mad on pace. So how do you handle that? Well, I think the the horse that determines like tempo and map is really um, the Casey Fogden runner there, bested Bordeaux from the wide gate. Who I think is a massively underrated trainer. Um, like there's no real option for that horse other than it's going to go forward and it's tough. It's, an on, it's a tough on-speed horse. Do you and- like Mellon to Tim Clark? Oh, it's not a negative considering it's racing, like, racing pattern. I, like, mm. um, it's not a negative at all. I just don't know because it's a 1200 meter race. I just, um, I just don't think it's that clear cut, Like, there's got to be other horses that are going to push forward on the night. And obviously we'll see with weather. There's a little bit to play out on that between how the track's going to play and how I think will determine how much tempo. But that being said, best of Bordeaux's best races have been on speed, um, and it's tough. Oh, so they, tough. they, like they that, have that, to ride at the same. The last win at Randwick was on a swamp that they abandoned an hour later. But is that a negative? No, I running think that's on that like, swamp. It's a, it's a, it's one of the progressive three-year-olds. We saw uh, what I didn't think was out of progressive three-year-old come out and win the Moya, just because it was like there's a fresh horse on the yeah. scene that can put itself into a race. This is the same setup. I think she's a really, really good trainer. If you look a little bit deeper at Cool and Gatta. She was the seventh fastest last 200 metres of that Moya. That was over a 1,000 metres, so she was stopping. Now, very scared the Colt, the almost 30 days between runs, it's actually a positive for them. Sometimes when, you know, when you're doing numbers seven days a week, if they're, if they're more than three weeks between runs, they might have yeah. missed a run and like what went wrong. You know, we saw that with one of our horses this week. But with them, it's a positive most times. And with this horse, it will be. Do you think she gets 1,200 metres? I think they will ride her with a sit to try and get 1,200. That's that's what I think is her best chance. So um, you're saying we should, I should lay up? Well, she... Right. No. No, right. Um, Talk me not. Well, if you're saying... If you're laying her last start on a leader-dominant track... At $7. Um, <laughs> I'll lay her at sevens. What is she now? Oh. 550. 550, $6. 620, across the board. 620 the exchange. Let's go $7 for the rest of the show. I've gone about cool and gather. Come get some. We're $7 cool and gather right now. Jamie Carr, Mark Eustace, 
uh, barrier one. I think she's an, a slight concern 1,200 metres, and I think they might think, like what you're saying, tactically, let's take a sit, and I think that's to a detriment. Well, it really depends on the start too, because, I mean, we can do all the maps in the world. I didn't think that she'd hold up from gate one last start, and she jumped like a length in front and like had to lead mm. at that point, and then you had Ollie on the other leader who's not a leader. And he was digging in it to get to keep up. So, um, like I, I mapped at Coffin. I think Best of Bordeaux has to push on and take the front. And obviously, the, the... I tell you, just just off topic. I don't know what I know. Like you were the first one at the mailbag with the shows to bring in ring lighting. Mm. I don't know what you've done at home, but you are looking outstanding tonight. <laughs> like you look like you've been in the sun for three or four weeks. Beautiful Italian gladiators and all. Yeah, look, I'm, the lighting. Nah, look, I'm a very attractive man for my age, Jack. Um, <laughs> it's just that you you normally see me in hoodies and tracksuit pants and stuff. And I made a special effort tonight. Um, <laughs> You're looking very, very good. Appreciate the sentiment. I know you don't mean it. No, I do. You're looking yeah. outstanding. Well, well, that smells, smells good too. It does smell good in here. Well, that's... Which, is, which you and I... Yeah, no, we do, we do, we do. But look, I don't think the race ends there. Like, it's not a map yeah. race for me. This is a, this is a 1,200... Test and it, it's like on unless we see a pattern on the night, this is not a map. This is like there's some decent horses here that are going to sit off speed, yeah, they mm. can get into the race for sure. So let's have a look at the replay of the Moya again. Um, and we'll dial into one that I know you're pretty keen on, Shane Balanipatina. So, sort of just talk us through the closing stages here. Look at the tactical ride here. I'll keep Rothfire in a pocket. I reckon he thinks he's winning here. Yeah. Um, Rothfire was going half good enough to, to push him out of the way and take that push her out of the way and take that run um, just straighten up so I can hit you with the stick is what he's thinking here stops half laying in pulls the stick Cool and Gatter was um, blessed it was blessed but at the same time I'm like I'm, I'm saying that like as a trainer you've got two in the race and this is drawn one on a track that suits, on a distance that suits, yeah. she's probably their best chance in the race. The second horse has run enormous, and she's very consistent, the second horse. Um, so, like, yeah, I, like, I think it was as good a run in the race as anything. I've said that a, a thousand times, but um, the gate's going to be the interesting one because if Cool and Gatter does kick up um, to try and lead, does the second, does, um, does Bella Nipotini get pushed down to the fence from gate two. And then if something crosses, if Best of Bordeaux does cross, can, can win from three back defence at Mooney Valley. Yeah, that, that, that's where my head's at. So like, I, I think most of what you say makes sense. But there's a chance, like you've said, that uh, Cool and Gutter gets crossed. And if Bell is half slow or just with him, she ends up three back defence over a 1,200 metre group one wait for age race yeah. at the Valley. And I don't want to be there. The seas may well part and it's Willow. And the mailbag, mailbag bloodstock, we, we love Willow, one of the great human beings of all time. Good things happen to good people. We saw that last Saturday in the Everest. But do you want to be three back the fence? And do you put that in your price? Um, if I'm, yeah, I've, I've priced the race. He's, he's got lines going through his head. He's not sure if he can say No, that. I've priced the race. And, and Bella Nipotina is a double figure chance if it's three back the fence, in my opinion. Because yeah. we've seen this over and over again. Group one, tight racing. No one wants to be widest 
around the corner. They're all not like necessarily laying in, but they're all like trying to hold him. You yeah. see, you seen what Willow did there on Bellini Patina last time, trying to keep Rothfire in because that's the, the camber and they're trying to. <coughs> I think the problem Bellini has is Rothfire and Pulley have the PRs in this race. And if that's what happens, like Pulley's not getting held up from that draw. But also, it's momentum. But also, he's not worried about like getting going. He's on a very good horse will start favourite here. So, yeah. like, he's not going to, like, go early and open it up the race. Like, those horses are cast. So, so, I think listening to you two, then, isn't there enough question marks at the $4.85 on Bellini Patina? You want me to? Like, I'm just listening to you and just think, or especially you, Jack. I know Shane's sort of keen on it. Um, I think there's enough question marks there to go. But to be honest, this is the same thinking I had with Coolangatta. If she's half slow yeah. from the inside draw in the Moyer, She's going to be back and buried. Yeah. She pings her lids, and it, it was very grim for me the whole race. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it wasn't good. So is there anyone of those, I mean, obviously that nothing was running on from the back in the Moya. Is there any of those, your, your, your September runs from the back that, that can run on in this race and oh, get over the top of them? Def, definitely. This is a, a completely different race. And if we go back over that Mooney Valley card, later in the night they were coming down, they were making ground. Um, um, yeah, the definite chance of that, and it, it really depends on what on on what happens with the speed map here. Like, it wouldn't be out of the realms of possibility that they say we don't want to lead from gate one twelve hundred. We're happy to sit coffin and best of Bordeaux rolls across, and then then what will happen is with the map is what you got to if that's what you think is going to happen. Well, then what what's taking off yeah. at the six hundred or at the five hundred, and then how far back are the widest runners going to be, and what's riding for luck? We've seen September run perform this here. Yeah, very much. And if it is, I, I thought Pulele and 11-11 were the two that are just going to be running line. 11-11 possibly following Pulele. And like if I'm... Very I don't know. If I'm Jay Bowman, uh, whoever that is, I, I anticipate that um, he that, that he's following J-Mac. And like following J-Mac is the obvious, obvious play for me because he's going to get... Pulele out at the right time. Yeah, 100%. It's like with Tesla. Yeah. So that's how I see it. Um, I know this is a 14-horse race and there's, and we've talked about three horses probably. <laughs> but I think either way, Best of Bordeaux will be leading or outside Cool and Gatter. If Best of Bordeaux is outside Cool and Gatter, neither of them can win. I'll say that. They'll just chew each other up, you think? Yeah. So that's exactly how Matt Jack's mapped it. So that leaves Pulele in 11-11. And what about you, Queensland love? Do you give Rothfire any? Um, I've, like, I was a, a critic probably through pocket talk um, on Rothfire's early runs in the Winter Carnival. But what I did did do is underrate the trainer probably um, yeah. because like I obviously bet in Queensland all the time and I, I back the Heathcote horses to be fit and ready off trials because they trial hard. And, you know, they, and, and, you know, Rothfire failed first up and then, you know, I penned him and then he's gone and run, you know, some great races and probably in the best form race that we've seen early spring through the Stradbroke. Um, yep. And it's a similar sort of profile, isn't it? Like he's, um, you know, he's he's had how many runs back now? Like he won first up admittedly, but he's had a couple of runs back now. And this is the race they've been setting for. I know that he had um, a lot of phone calls. He, I know that Rob Heathcote said that he lost his phone and that's why he didn't return the calls. But he, I know he had a lot of phone calls from the Everest. Uh, for people that are interested in the horse for the Everest. Slot holders. Um, and he knocked it back for this race. 
Uh, I also know that he brought a new Mercedes for his wife for a hundred thousand, and then someone hacked his emails <laughs> and sent him a, a bank a bank a payment request. So he's paid for the car, and then gone to pick it up. And when he's going to pick up the car, they said, "Well, you've got to pay for it before you leave." He goes, "I've already paid for it." What's happened is someone's hacked his email, scanned him. They've got a hundred out of him. He had to pay for it again. <laughs> what a strange. Now the same thing happened when he brought Rothfire. He brought it twice. <laughs> So I've been, I, I, I was half critical about this horse and I'm happy to look into the camera and say I've got this completely wrong. And um, I would not be shocked at all that this horse is, this is like it's grand final day. Grand final day. And if, if, cool, if Cool and Gatter tries to hold Best of Bordeaux and Best of Bordeaux wants to lead, as you said, Rothfire with the PR, will be in the finish. And, the, and, we'll a, big, be in the finish. and a big SP Edge versus many key rivals here, which is... I think a massive like forgotten thing in this race. Mm. Rothfire's yet to win beyond a thousand meters though. Well, one eleven hundred, one one once at eleven hundred, which is why I, I just think he ran third in the Stradbroke the Alligator Blood when he led. He's he like he went enormous in that race. I thought he raced huge in the Kingsford Smith. That was thirteen hundred. This is like a this is a very similar type of profile. And for those um, listening, they might have picked up on it the last time I previewed this this horse running. I actually thought the Moya was twelve hundred, and we had to, <laughs> and we had to, um, and we had to re-record the show because I said, um, you know, Rothfire up to twelve hundred is it's it's time. He, yeah, he's had two runs. I trust the stable. Um, I trust it's ready to go, and it's a definite chance. As I said, I suppose either way, what I'm saying is, I don't, I don't think Cool and Gatter can win either. I just don't yeah. want to agree with Jack. So, yeah. like. Rothfire, 11-11, Pulele are going to be the closers if Cool and Gatter tries to leave. I don't think they'll try and lead. They've got their group one with it. It doesn't have to lead to win Cool and Gatter to be its, to be a, like its best winning chance. Do you, like, what do you think? Like, does it have to lead to win? Yeah, I think it does. It needs, it needs to like, control the race, yeah. find the fence, kick on the corner and hold on. And if they ride it with cover... Because they can't get 1,200 meters, well, then the horse has got, they've kind of given up the horse before the race has started. I think that Paul Ailey has a proper edge versus a number of these. I was wrong about Rothfire, has one twice at 1,200 meters. It's just the data hadn't come through on my punny form, the Condor Deer, which is a database we all use and you should too. I just think Paul Ailey, with the best rider in the world, and it's got the best barrier for the night, four to seven is going to be red hot on Friday night. He's got the ESP profile just outside Rothfire. He wasn't suited. He came out and won 1100. He's had that other like proper foundation run last start. They could have easily gone to the Everest with the horse, but they sent in Grace who he knocked off. Now <laughs> it went no good, but you have to back, you have to back James to have made the right decision there. And to get, but also to get this map right. Like all the stuff we're talking about, he's going to be sitting there smoking the pipe. Yeah. He's going to be in the slot. I think if you're betting to the race, you need to be with uh, Paul Ailey for sure. I think if they run on, Rock and Horse is massive, massive overs, but you want to see some evidence they've made ground before the race kicks off. So you're going to have six races tomorrow night where you can make a decision on on how they've been hitting the line uh, and where they've been winning from. But if they're running on, Rock and Horse has an SP profile versus the good horse, the Queenslander, Slash New South Wales horse that ran second in the Everest, Private Eye. Hmm. He has been real short against him. 
down the straight at Flemington. I think I think uh, Rockin' Horse is the best of the roughies outside of Best of Bordeaux. Is, that, is who, that the same race that Private Eye was nine dollars moral? <laughs> yeah, that's the same that's, race. Okay. It's actually the gotcha. exact same race. Gotcha. Yeah, and like it could uh, Rocking Horse could be twelve dollars or two hundred and twelve dollars, yeah. depending yeah. on the track, um, for sure. And I think you, if you want to argue, call like Cool and Gutter and. Best of all, though, I think a fair prices. I just like the outside draw and Tim Clark on. I think he suits the horse. They 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 met each other in the uh, in the Golden Slipper where uh, Coolangatta started real short. But Best of all, I did beat at home. So any rain like certainly wouldn't dent Best of Bordeaux's chances either. Um, obviously. So should we roll our top five after all that? We'll roll our top five. But before we do that, is there any that you want to roll out for the punters, Jack? I mean, you've rolled out Bellini Patina Talk for to the me. next sort of hour or so. Well, Jack's basically given three horses a chance. So he should be top odds every other horse yeah. if he's right. serious. Um, and then he'll completely piss his pants when it rains and they're swooping. So this will be good. But, James, I think um, we're, we're going to go to the Benicado and Jack's going to stay home and work. So. Yeah. So seven fifty, cool and gather. If you want some, come get some. Very fair, like very juicy price. It's it is sort of five fifty most joints, six dollars a couple, short of the exchange. Um, that's fair. Roth Fire, Roth Fire is there. You go. We'll go seven fifty. It and. Well, we tipped it, but should we just give you? I'm going to give you four bucks per alley for the next hour. I think it's a great bet, but yeah, why not for the show? So what we'll do, we'll have a look at our top five, um, and we'll go through some of the prices. 115 percent currently in the Manicato has wound <laughs> out. We have a look at Shane. I mean, he's had a few wines today, so he doesn't quite look like that. But when he landed yesterday, that was that was. I'll the, tell you a true story, that was, James. That was the rig. I slipped into Peter Jackson. Uh, this morning, and um, because <laughs> none, because none of the suits that uh, I own fit me anymore, <laughs> and I've had to buy a black suit because I'm off the derby day, and um, I looked like a black mass, like a ball of black. Um, I've did, the, did the suit man give you any feedback? The, the suit man looked at me and gave me three different sizes to wear, and they were all too big for me. So he's like. <laughs> He's really hammered me mentally, and then, and then, you know, he's done me for seven hundred and seventy, and then sent me to the uh, to the place that you know Taylor. Taylor. There was another seventy, yeah. and he goes, "Mate, if I was you, what I do is I eat one meal a day and drink red wine." <laughs> there we go. We're giving out anyway. Um, so yeah, my my top five was um, was based on. Um, um, so we'll go back to my slide. Up. Yeah. So my my top five was based on um, Cool and Gatter. And best of Bordeaux, particularly um, each other up. rolling along, and um, there's a there's a couple of there's not it's not without a chance that horses like the astrologist or something else wants to wants to be forward, and I just thought Bella Nipitina, eleven eleven, and Paul Ailey are those that are in the slot, um, running on, um, and I thought um, you know obviously Rothfire and September Run is the you know the typical Waller Grand Final. James, talk us through your top five. So we'll go my top five. We'll bring it up. Go to it. Um, September run has won a group one over this track and trip. Just put a pen through the last start there. Nothing was running on in that race. That was just going around for a look around. 
Um, Bellinipatina, like Shane or, or Jack mentioned, very honest, always always in the finish, gives you a, a sight. If I could bet it baggy, I'd be jumping on now and taking some of that $4 that Jack's wound for Laley out. Um, I think, yeah, we'll be right in the finish. Rothfire, like Shane said, grand final. Um, I think it's, it can improve and peak and also rock and horse. So the boys both spoke about sort of September run and rock and horse. They're both the, the roughies at overs there. And like you said, if they're, if they're running on, um, getting off the rail and running on early uh, tomorrow night, they're the two that I can guarantee won't be starting at $26. And we'll just roll, we'll roll Gab's top five. She couldn't be here tonight, but she's with Bella Nipatina on top from Cool and Gadda, Paul Whaley, Rothfire, and Rock and Horse. So Rock and Horse is a bit of a sort of theme, isn't it? It is. And I want to point out too that my photo and Gab's photos on these slides are actually us, where James is clearly a, a parody. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. When, did you, when did you take that photo? And Jack's top five. I'm with Palaley. I think he's bomb-proof map-wise. I love the extra run between what he's got against the Cool and Gatters and the Rothfires. I do concede that Rothfire, who's my third pick, could could well have been like he won the McHugh and he wasn't expected to do it. He was soft in betting there, whereas he's really firm to start after that. Doesn't mean the stable was ready. I think they might have taken the foot off and got him cherry right for this. So I think they think 1,200 metres is his best trip. Bell and Ipatina will go so close to winning if the map goes to plan. But at the same time, we spoke about it, could just go to shit. I think Kulangata will be there thereabouts and, and like stick on. Just don't think it's a genuine like 550 chance. I think it's yeah. a big risk. And I think best of all, though, at a big, big price, can run around them and give a big sight. So we'll wrap up the Manicato, which is the first group one of the weekend to kick us off tomorrow night. Um, as Jack said, he's wound out, well, the top three in the market anyway, Pulele, Cool and Gatta and Bella Nipatina. So if you're keen on any of them, click the link below, download the Baggy Bed app. Gamble responsibly. Get involved. Now, we've got a little competition like last week before we head into the Cox Plate. So we've got four Cox Plate winners there. We'll give you a minute or two. Put your answers in the YouTube chat. Not just one winner this week. The first five correct answers will have something in their bag, you better count. We'll reach out to you um, after the show. So we'll give you a minute or two, but I'll ask the boys. Put up, is that the horse I think it is? Top left? Yeah, yeah, it is. That's not sweet. <laughs> um, Shane, what's your favourite Cox Plate memory? Um, the last Cox Plate I went to, James, is my favourite memory. Um, I went down there with um, my wife's uncle, Bill Knights, who's a like a country racing Victorian stalwart um, and I was blind um, really? and he drove me home. Um, I had can, a, can you imagine? Yeah, can you imagine being like, I was a boy. Imagine like Shane's dating your niece I was and you're driving you home for a couple I was, of hours. I was, I was a dead, I was a. Yeah. I, um, yeah, I had a couple of uh, he Uncle Bill, as he's known to us, was really? um, that's where I got I sort of started getting into racing and a few shares in a few horses that he bred. Anyway, Terry O'Sullivan used to train and one of them won at Vic Park, James, which most of the viewers wouldn't even know no. that Vic Park existed. That's how long ago it was. Isn't that where Collingwood played? Yeah, uh, it was, but it's yeah. it was a track at in Adelaide as well. Anyhow, um, so I was blind and I had a hundred bucks on Lon Road, which at the time was a big bet because you know it was death taxes oh, and Lon Road, right. <laughs> And I was eating a hot dog, spilling sauce down my shirt after it got beat. Couldn't believe it down the dump. I love you. Looking, looking, for, looking, for something, looking for something in my pocket, pulled the ticket out, realised I backed it 100 a place. 
<laughs> Cop the dollar ten on the tote. <laughs> Collected me ten bucks. Uh, apart from that, obviously, there's been some great races and some great fields. And obviously, looking back over the race, I said this to um, Mark Roden actually last night. I asked him to smack me in the face because I fell in love with racing again, watching a few replays last night about the Cox Plate and how excited I was to be back in Melbourne and, and going to the races. But one thing is certain is the best horses in Australia like run in the Cox Plate. And like it's it's easy to um it's easy to be a narc and, and all that sort of stuff when you've been on, you know, horses every day. But uh, it's um it's genuinely the best racing and, and the best horses. So um there's Heaps of like memories. I said about the 1992 Cox Plate, um, which was James wasn't born. <laughs> which was probably when you look back, was like it was a field of champions, and obviously had that. Uh, was it 92? The fall um, naturalism oh, yes. fell, and yep, yep, yep. and there was the protest and all that sort of stuff. Like you look back at some of those horses and the credentials of those horses that that raced and um, northerly and sunlight, all the champions. So, will we see? Uh, we didn't see a champion win it last year. Well, well, we saw a champion, but, but it went to, it went to Europe. It went to Europe and won. I was going to group say, ones at the top level. If you haven't by now, the, the top left is obviously last year's Cox Plate winner, State of Rest, mm. and I know Jack, top, Jack still the, hasn't um, forgotten about it. The top right is is one of the most memorable Cox Plates I've been to. It was an amazing horse in the parade. back when we were doing like proper mounting our mail and the and, second leg of an all up too. Yeah, well, I was doing it with yeah, Peter. Yeah. And we're backing up very hungover still from the Geelong Cup on the Wednesday where Pistol had had that stupid, ridiculous bet on one of Bob Peters, Cerise and White's, like para. He wasn't even like, he wasn't even speaking, but he's like betting still. He was like that last night. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, but he backed Liz Grigio top tote and it was like $4 in a 220. It was, but it, it, it was, was a massive steamer. As oh, good as well, steamer. It was unbelievable. Yeah, the yeah. best we've seen. Well, the, the, I think the bottom, the, bottom, the bottom two on the screen there might make people go and look at the history books to find yeah. out what they were because yeah. I wouldn't say they're household names, the no, bottom two. No. Oh, maybe. The bottom right, maybe. But, maybe. Uh, well, obviously, it was Pinker Pinker, the bottom left. Um, does have an Is it El Segundo? An El Segundo, yeah. yes. There you go. Yeah. Pinker Pinker, uh, they named that race after that. It won at Cranbourne. It won a benchmark 78 at Cranbourne in the lead-up. <laughs> so they named the race after it. Should and I said to Shane, I did say to Shane when I said, we've got this competition running tonight, and I just said, how, how did Pinker Pinker win the Cox Plate? And Shane answered, Willow. Yeah, he's forgotten. <laughs> no, I did. It was early in I, I, because before I left this morning, um, I was like, had racing.com on and they had Willow talking his way through the race. Like he lost his spot and everything, like he half murdered it. And then he's got back to the fence ride for luck. And then you so watch, you watch way more.com when you travel down. Yeah, well, I just you know, I love watching the ABC ABC and and watch.com. I've got to catch up with Richo for lunch soon, so. Um, anyway, we will move on. We won't look back at the past champions. No, we, we won't. We'll look forward, James. We'll look forward. And will um, a champion be the winner of the big race on Saturday? We'll take a look at the market. Um, we've got Zaki, $4.20 on Thunderstruck, 12 Alligator Blood, a few question marks over whether he will run or not. I believe we'll know before. Is that right? This kick off tomorrow night. Is that right? He's, he's lame, I think, in... So the vets have He's the not vets have to the vets have to check him again tomorrow, and there'll be a, a decision made tomorrow afternoon. Mr. Brightside nineteen, Mulunga thirty-one, Gold Trip backing up after still not sure how he he, he lost uh, the Caulfield Cup last week at thirteen. He's a deep thinker, I reckon. Law, Laws of Industries forty-one, Young Werther fifty-one, Maximal forty-one, the champ 
And the Mo $2.40, Profondo 71, and the overseas Raider L. Did- Brodagon. Is it? Is that his name? Anyway, seven. L. Brodagon. Let's have a look at the map. Um, Jack, what, um, what's going to play out with the speed map there on Saturday? Well, everyone who likes Saki thinks she's going to go a lot faster than she has gone every time she's sat on it, which grazes me right up. Now, what grazes me completely up is this news that I've just got right now that Alligator Blood might not run. If he doesn't run, I'd warm big time to Zaki because she'll control the race, J-Car, and do whatever she wants. Oh, that's a scary proposition. Yeah, yeah but grand final day, that scares the shit out of me. This map of yours is scary, but I anticipate, well, I heard from G Hall on SEN track Giddy Up that Mick Price said, I'm Thunderstruck. It's likely to go forward. So it has to go forward to, to, to live up to what he said. And then that, what does that do to the horse? I don't know, but it does create some tempo. I think the PR horse is Animo, which makes the race a little bit boring betting-wise. El Bodegon, the, the, the tip is it rolls forward and, um, and, and puts itself into races. Mr. Brightside's a big loser from the map, from the barrier draw. I don't know where he's going to get to in run. Um, but I, I think he's primed to sort of peak. Doesn't that just and mean I, I, he goes back and hopes that they chop him up? Yeah, but I don't think I don't think up. he's good enough to do that. But I do think the stable's being underestimated. So he won the fee in, and he was into the Cox Plate. So it's it like foot off the accelerator yeah. a little bit yeah. for this horse. He was very good in the Might and Power, and he's like humming along. He can like run a big race, and he's suited on a wet deck. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just thought from his map, he sort of. Yeah, I don't know if he needs to go back to last because he probably can't make up that much ground on this good of a horse. But well, this is just, just of... such a grey up because yeah. I'm happy to sort of pen I'm Thunderstruck to an extent and Mr. Brightside at the current prices off the map. <laughs> but if Shane's on Twitter, guys, again, he couldn't help it. He went, Alan, you go 47 minutes to the edit. <laughs> I'll toy that. <laughs> He's back. Um, but if, if Alligator Blood was to come out of this race, this speed map changes dramatically and if I was in the camp of Mr. Broadside, I'd say let's roll a dice and put ourselves into this race. But but if you're saying, oh, I just think that's murder if they want to send on Thunderstruck sort of forward. Uh, I think they're, they've come to the conclusion they can't run past Animo, yeah. so they need to have a, like a head start on it. Get a head start. Um, we'll have a look at the... Which is, which is to, to Shane's point last week about the Everest, why this is the greatest race. Because they're not trying to run to run third or second and, yeah. and maximise prize money. Yeah. They're here to win it or lose it. That's no. what the Cox Plate's about. And the great Cox Plate's like Maccabi Divas. You know, they're, they're eight abreast at the, yeah, sco- at the, at the Legends Bar, you know? Yeah. It's, yeah. She was out high, Glenn Boss was out high five in the crowd. Uh, we will have a look at the might and power, though, um, where the majority of the field come through. So we did see Alligator Blood and Zaki go toe-to-toe this day with I'm Thunderstruck sort of in there behind them. Animo, um, as publicised, sort of crabbed around the corner there at, at Caulfield and didn't look like he could win and got off the canvas and got over the top of them. Um, so, obviously, you're saying, Jack, if, if Alligator Blood's not there, um, it gives Zaki a pretty easy lead from Barrier 1. Easy lead, but I think that was still playing in the hands of Animo. Um, obviously, the last couple of weeks, I've gone and tried to lay the, the best horse on the weekend. I'm not going to lay Animo. I, I love this horse. It's the only horse I've ever sort of, like, loved. Yep. in recent memories, after Boban. <laughs> um, like, he was a champion, well, not a champion, but a very, very yeah. good two-year-old over 1,200 metres. He should have won the Cox Plate last year in my mind. 
He, he won, a, won a huge Caulfield Guineas. He's done an amazing job this preparation. He, he maps to do whatever he needs to do, and they've added that tactical speed and versatility to him this preparation. This is the grand final. They are the most airborne camp in Australia. They've got the best stock. It's got the best rider. And I think it's like the best horse of this generation. So I think he's going to piss in and win. I think it's going to be a glorious moment and something to savor. I think there's a chink, though, a little bit to the might and power form. Like you look, the horses on that replay was Benno, nonconformist. Yeah. Like Benno was a number in the Caulfield Cup. Thank God. May, <laughs> may, may have pulled up lane. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. May have been going to cost me. Um, yeah, look, I'll, I'll just talk to the to the chinks in Animo um, for a moment. Um, obviously, you could look at that uh, Queen Elizabeth run at the end of his three-year-old yeah. season where he got – he gave up. Yep. He's like, oh, these, these big boys are too hard for me. It was a heavy track that day, admittedly. Um, and he's coming through, um, you know, three slowly run races. Um, and he showed brilliance to pick up a couple of other horses. So um, you go back to that, um, you go back to that Randwick run. I know as again, it could have possibly been um, an end of prep run, but, you know, and three-year-old, you know, took on the big boys, got, you know, got smashed. Um and has come through, like, you know, a, a, it's done enough, right? Slowly run races. Obviously, you know, you can argue that it wobbled at Caulfield. I, I would argue that it got left flat-footed and wants yeah, 2,000. Like, this, is, this is more about this horse. So. Um, but again, again, there's there's nothing in the map that says this horse is going to have to overcome anything That's because it just finds yeah. the perfect spot. Yeah. And what and and we've, we've spoke about this ad nauseum, James, about uh, Jamie on leaders. And if alligator blood comes out, it's going to play in a Zaki. I don't think it will. Um, is it, Z- Z- Zaki has been rated on, on, on wet tracks by J-Mac where he's just been, I'm on the best horse. I'm running along. I'm not giving anything else a chance to out-sprint me. Um, she sat outside alligator blood the other day, I think because alligator blood, like when they jumped, alligator blood was a lengthy front. It, yeah. So she was never pushing on. It's not a style anyway. You know. mm. um, alligator blood at best can dictate the tempo here by going and sitting at, at a girth. But I don't think Jamie will dictate the tempo if Alligator Blood's in the race. I think Alligator might. It's not like... But I also think there's a horse like Profondo that could possibly go forward here. Yeah, okay. It's better to throw a spanner, wouldn't it? But even well, if, like, if Thunderstruck goes forward, Zara's not a, not a run-fast jockey. Chad Schofield could. I, I just think she's favourite to go slower than is suited. And... If we agree that she's going to go slower than suited, what we have to look at the race then is what's but, but going to be but, strongest. What's but, going to be the strongest? But I they... think even if she goes ballistic, like yeah, Animo failed once, he also like almost won the Cox Plate last year, and like he handles suicidal tempo. And in the Cox Plate last year, they were still figuring him out. It looked like he's off the bit, but I've asked around and, and learned about the horse. Like he, he would just be so relaxed that they had to wake him up. And obviously and he's, get, he's maturing. Yeah, and, well. and obviously he's maturing horse as well. Obviously, um, there's no question about that. There's a few horses here that have got like completely zero, less than none. Yeah, and like, but but they're not the um, what was that three year old that um, 
that ran in the race. Uh, I think it was, was it last year. The Castlevecchio. No, the, was it the Yankee Rose? No, no, no. I think it was like last year the three-year-old, the front runner that just went and went Grand hard. Slam. Grand, Grand Slam. Slam. Well, there's no three-year-old pacemaker yeah. in this race, Jack. You know, well, there's no, there's another, no another hard luck story as like Russian conquest. What I'm saying is, conquest. What, no, what I'm saying is, there, like, there's yeah. no lightweight horse that races on speed that's coming through. Yeah, at three yeah, that says, no you know what, I've got back. 49 and a half, yeah, yeah. almost like Profondo did that year, where he had no Castle weight. Vecchio. At three Castle Castle Vecchio, Vecchio, sorry, had no weight that year, and you know they took off early with no weight and, the champion and looked the yeah. winner for yeah. a stride, maybe, but still looked the winner. There's no where is that? So we're going to get to a race here where we're probably going to have Zaki leading if Alligator Blood comes into the race, and then everything else is going to go righto on clear air from the 600. Yeah. And we're 10 abreast. Um, who's going to be the strongest late? Yeah. I'm, That's how I think it's going yeah. to play out. That's how I think it's going to play out. Um, this is race 29, is it? Nine, race 19, 19 um, at Mooney Valley with some 17, rain around. 17, 17. Remember the, um, and the, I think the same thing happened when Winks won her first Cox Plate, maybe when they all come off the fence and Hugh just goes, Hugh yeah, did a bit of test riding. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, who did the test runs? Okay, anyway. The, the import, Shane, the import, El Bodegon. Yeah. Talk to me. Yep. Uh, like, I think it's got, like, a great map. I really do. I, like, if it's going forward and Alligator Blood's going to come across and it's probably going to end up 1-1. They'll keep pushing forward on that horse. I think no, some, no of these, some of these horses like it, though, are a bit chinky in that if it is, like, the rail's dead by now, J-Mac will... Hold the one one. How's it chinky this this horse? Look, it, there's, there's, no, I mean, like it's not going to get the one one. If J Mac wants one one, he's going to get it. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's, there's like there's question marks about you know you you've Matt Thunderstruck forward and and whatever else, which just completely threw me. Um, I just listened to, to Al Bot Al definitely goes forward. It crosses Gold Trip. It crosses everything inside it basically. Can except it win? For Zaki. Um, yeah, purely, purely, um, yeah, yeah, it can. It, it definitely can. It definitely can. And it brings over just as good, maybe if not better form than State of Rest last year. Really? Who, who everybody was was penning. It was coming from America. It was coming from dirt. Can't win. And we've seen these international horses come over in these big races, you know, the Cox Plate, um, Melbourne Cup, Caulfield Cup. And the market tells the, the story late, doesn't it? Yeah, look with this horse at will, and, and I did some um, I did some pricing on this race based on them coming for El Bogadon. Like I think it's seven fifty, is it or something? I've just right I've now. just put up just put up eight fifty for El Bogadon. If you want some, come and get some, and also four sixty for Zaki. So we have seen in the past, James. We've seen the European steam. Yeah, right. Is that what we're calling. <laughs> we've seen the steam. European steam regularly. <laughs> Um, yeah. In this race, did you see the European steam last night with Pistol? Pistol took me to a French restaurant last <laughs> night. That I've spoken to people that have lived in Melbourne their whole lives, they've never heard of the place. It was like underground of an underground, um, it, and it was very European, Jack. I can promise you that. Anyhow, we've seen the European steam, and when we see it, they run enormous, right? So if it if it firms. Off the back of yep. the European form, Sir Dragonay, prime example. Risk um, show was well, Japanese. So what's Japanese. the drifters, right? Japanese so seems even scarier than yeah. the Europeans. Yeah, 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 those just. <laughs> um, so 
if it does steam, what's going to drift out? So that's where I'm looking at. Yeah, what 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 are my betting opportunities in the race? Yeah. Like if you want to play around our bogged on because it's a little pocket rocket or whatever else, and it's got Ollie. Oh, um, I think the Australian horses, the the great Australian horses, are superior over two thousand meters away for age. So this is a really good question that you bring up because where are the great horses here? Zaki and Animo are the two that have been there and done it, and that's about it. Yeah, but that's it. Animo's a four-year-old. Look, like he's he's a freak. Okay, so look, I, I, I'm not disagreeing with you. I think Animo, like, is the yep. local obvious obvious handles them. You know, it's beaten it's beaten these when it was gone on the corner at Caulfield. Mm. It's easy to say that it's been here and all, all but done it uh, this time last year. Camp's flying, ticks every box. It's got a great map. Um, can anything locally, I suppose the question is, can anything locally improve to beat it? Like can Gold Trip, can they pull them, pull something off with the, I, I want to quote this to you, James, because I've done a bit of homework before the show. You might find that so hard while to you, While you're looking for that, um, it probably has to, if you're saying if there's any local, it has to come outside that might and power, doesn't it? That he beat them three weeks in between runs off a little setback, but if he was losing over 2,000 metres to these guys, it's a great it was point. in the might and power. It was a great point because I had a question mark on Animo off that setback. And it's still and so I think and you and I both did yeah, like yeah, on yeah. the show. And he still beat them after losing a couple of lengths on the turn, looked yeah. gone, still picked him up and beat him. So this yeah. is his grand final. He's the one who improves. I don't think locally any of them in that race can, can beat him. I think there's a chance though, that Gold Trips are a nonny. I don't. It's travelled up to win. It literally ran past everything in the Caulfield Cup and, and Durson's and come as soon as it got its... past a horse, it, it wanted, all it wanted was the fence and got beaten by Durston. Um, like it, it, it was home. If anyone's watching the show and... <laughs> and cool. Yeah, I don't agree with that. If anyone's watching the show and doesn't have time to do form and doesn't want to buy um, the mailbag set to win, there's a blind bet here. It's the Ma Eustace stable... Blinkers first time the last six months. They're 15 winners from 61 runners. That's 24% winning strike rate at 35% pot. Look at the homework. What's the pot in in group races? So here's here's a Kieran Maher, David Eustace horse coming out of a Caulfield Cup to a Cox Plate, blinkers on, rock hard fit. If it's wet... It comes into the race if it's wet. If it's dry, it can't win. I'm, I'll I'll say that. Yeah. If it's wet, because we're talking, you you're basically potting Zaki leading alligator blood outside at Mister Bright side on Thunderstruck. They can't beat Animo, right? That's what was that's yeah. that's what the form suggests off yeah, yeah, yeah. off that week. So we're, so what else? Young Werter. Been drinking too much basketball. Young Werter. Young Young Werter. <laughs> young Werter started eight dollars fifty in the Turnbull versus Gold Trips. $3.70. We haven't mentioned Young Werder. We haven't mentioned Laws of Indices. We haven't mentioned Maximal. Profondo could be a superstar if we were trained it. Our, our Bodegon by default has to go in. Um, Mawanga wanted to be touted as the best last you've ever seen in, yeah. in your punting career last yeah. time. This is going to come down to track conditions. If it's wet, I think these, these hardened stayers come into the race if it's wet. Yeah, but if it's if it's 
I don't know that that Anima is a hardened stayer. And, he's and, not. He's a brilliant, and like, dynamic if, way for Rachel to get some mile to twenty to two thousand meters, and he's better than all these horses. So if he turns up and goes to the platform that he's building for himself, yeah, he's going to kill him. One day I'll be able to import this a two like, million dollar like horse. One day I'll be able to afford to import a two million dollar horse that ran in the arc to run in a Cox Plate, and I would make it a staying test. And I'm blinkers on, and I'm widest and making sure it's a staying test. This is not going to be a sit sprint from the eight hundred. I, I think. This will be a, a real slog, but you could argue it was kind of like that last year in Animo all but one. Yeah, but are, are you implying that Blinkers on is like a was a, like this was a plan? Um, I'm not saying it's a plan as such, but what I am saying is is the it camp makes it work for them. But it might be like Blinkers on at a Burren Beat Maiden. <laughs> And you know what? It could have been we're, we're going to go to the Melbourne Cup and, and ride it quiet and, and hope to finish top five. They said, F that, we're putting blinkers on and we're going to a Cox Plate. And the, credit to them and, for doing that. And the camp, well, trust you've got to trust it. I, I, I think that the horse adds a lot of interest to the race. And despite it being a nonny, I think it's a really big chance of winning. I think it's going to run a big race. I think it's suited by the track conditions, suited by whatever tempo it gets from that good barrier. I just think it doesn't like, it's not Charlie Sheen. It's it's a fence sitter. Mm, I think there's a tail and then a tail to this race. Um, yeah. Coming, looking at those races that we just discussed. Coming anyway, let's roll our top five. Roll our best. Well, and, let's, um, let's have a look at the top five, and and Jack will roll one or two more out. I think there's only one so far, so we want to give you some sort of spoils. No, we're we're at 160. Your Fox <laughs> Plate top five, please. Yeah, look, I think um, I think Animo will still get it done. Um, you know, obviously we spoke oh, about all that talk. He's got a fifth pick, old trip. No, I was, I'm talking about NMO, like I was trying to make a case of what I could get beat, obviously being yeah. objective in, in my analysis, James. Um, but <laughs> it, it, it just gets the map. Look at him out there. It just gets yeah, the no, map, right? And it's going to be, it's it's the right horse with the right map. It doesn't have to overcome anything this week, yeah. is what I think, right? I think El Bodegon, purely out of the fact that um, that, that, that the race that Zaki and I'm Thunderstruck come out of is um, like, I'm not saying inferior, but I think like if it just brings its best European form, it'll go forward. Maybe, maybe uh, Alligator Blood has to cross it to get outside the leader, which lobs him into the one, one, which makes him a chance. Zaki, um, you know, I, I think leads and um, if it rains, that's perfectly fine. It, it's really Jamie's race. I think like she determines a lot Jamie's in this race from the game. That's scary because it's not her go, is it? And, so, and yeah. I'm thunderstruck. Who you couldn't possibly knock off its last yeah. off its last start and uh, and gold trip purely because the camp have decided to put blinkers on and go to the Cox Plate um, is good enough for me. There so. you go. There's Shane's top five. We'll have a look at Gabby. Top five. She isn't here tonight. She'll be with the mailbag team full time as Clary of stuff next week. I'm Thunderstruck on top. Animo, El Bodegon, Gold Trip, and her favourite. I think alligator you could almost blood. give Alligator Blood an extra little tick just because Gab's finally jumped off. Like that's what racing does to you. It'll, it'll. Oh, I think she's put in the top five because she has like a de- genuine connection to the yes, horse. Yes. Gabby was like the the attending vet nurse when it had its yeah. operation. So. Gab, you've been biased. And we'll have a look at my top five for the big one. Animal on top, Al Bodegon. Great photo. Um, I'll definitely be winning on both of those. Mr. Brightside, I was I was knocking him thinking, you know, 2000 wasn't his go, but that was a huge run. Map scares me of, of Jack, Jack's map earlier. 
Zaki up there and on Thunderstruck. But if they lead, um, he's got none in my eye. If they mm. want to, if they want to push forward, he's got none. Like he's his only chance is coming from the back or, or sort of you know midfield, a bit worse than midfield with Mister Brightside. And, and Jack, your top five. My top five is I, I think Animo's just a superstar. Just sit back and enjoy greatness. This is a very very special horse. A great rider, great trainer. I think it's going to piss in and it's going to be historic. Zaki can go really, really well if, if they if they put the foot down. I think the horse is set to peak. I think Alligator Blood, obviously all they're set to peak, but I think Alligator Blood, the run at Sandown, showed him that he was legitimate and could get there. And I wouldn't be surprised if last start was, wouldn't worry about it. I think he'll improve. Gold Trip is suited map-wise. I like back to back 24, back to 2000. Blink is on, like Shane said. Just trying to wind him up before. I love the horse here. I just don't think it's a winner. And then the import, just to be safe. How would you know? The the uh, time form people tell me it's a little bit below what we're used to sort of receiving to these sort of races. But I just wait and let the market tell me how good it is late because they're often always right in the big races with the imports. Always are. Now, that is our preview of the two Group 1s. We'll take a look at our value bets for the weekend. <clears throat> Shane. Well, I, I think Great Barrier Reef is going around. I think. Yes. Um, well, it was when, well, I, when I did the form. Shane, I'll tweet that. He'll tweet something if, um, if it scratches for you guys at home. Yeah. Um, Gab's with Ranwick. It has, been scratched. it has been scratched from the Friday night race. So, yeah. But I think it is in, in, um, it is in Sydney. But it, it's in the... The Saturday race there at the moment. Well, I'll tell you what they will do, James, is um they'll place it to they'll place best. it to win. And it's got um it's got J Mac on here with a great map. Um I wanted to be on it last start off that little hidden fifth the start before they've scratched last week to come here. So um if they run it, it's there to win. Gab's head to Randwick, she's with race six on Saturday, number one, Thronbone. And I'm going Friday night at the Valley, race four, number nine in the race that Great Barrier Reef has been scratched in. You can Harry get $17. Off. Look, the Barrier Nine, if it was drawn in, I'd be drawn in a few. I'd be very, very confident. It was off the track, but ran super last start. So nice little each way play at the $17. And your value, Jack, was? Climbing Star. I'm not sure where it was, actually. Can't remember, but it's going to go good. And our best, our best bets for the weekend, Shane. Yeah, I'm I'm backing um, Willow Willow to uh, ensure he stays in the running line and, and gets clear air, like he did the start before, where he sat three and four deep and, and yep. still nearly should have won. He he's a superstar, Willow. He's a good person, and uh, I'm happy to be on him. And Gab is in Berkeley Square, Barclay Square's corner. After a slashing run in the Caulfield Guineas, Saturday, race seven, Berkeley Square at 2.40. And I'm happy to be with the up-and-coming sprinter, Grease. Is another one that Jack took on, was it, Shane? Oh, yeah, come Jack on, guys, come winner. on. Jack took on Grease at Geelong when it was a $1.90 to $1.50 or something. Said it's actually $1.50 out to $1.90. Well, anyway, it won by seven, seven. so, yeah, and just typical Jack. It doesn't look a good race to mine. I'm happy to to follow it at three dollars forty. Yeah, there's a bit of confidence the from the barn too, according to um, our our friends at 
uh, SEN, I think they had um, Kieran or Dave or one of them on anyway, saying it's probably their best chance all weekend, which is not yeah, right because Bella Nicotina is. And Jack, your best up, of the weekend. Arkansas, uh, race one, number one, Saturday. Get your day started right. Ollie, um, big trialer. Trialed really well on the heavy track. Um, full credit, Linz. I think it's an outstanding way to start your week. I can't wait to enjoy Ollie over this spring because we're saying it, we're talking about Ollie last night. It's 20 years ago since Media Puzzle. Mm-hmm. 20 years, James. Jesus. Just the goat. I, I felt like I thought I was 30 last night, the way I was carrying on. Did and then you? we spoke about Media Puzzle being 20 years ago. That sort so, of well, Shane's in Melbourne for at least another week. So, you feel like you're 30 right now? Yeah, now if I'm, we could, I'd run a market, but we'll get an update next week. I'd say it'll be start with a four at least. I'll be at Manicato, I'll be at Cox Plate, I'll be at Derby Day, and looking forward to having a beer with every single person that watched the show, which is seven. So <laughs> send Shane a DM. He loves hearing from you all, and he'd love to have a beer at the races. Well, we do apologise for the slight delay early on, punners, but we did get there in the end. Um, as always, thanks to our sponsors, punningform.com.au, the database that all the boys at the mailbag team use, and our bookie friends at baggybet.com. If you haven't got an app, click the link below, download uh, the baggybet app, gamble responsibly, but get involved and have a bit of fun over the weekend. Any final words before we say goodbye? It's been a long one on me out. Shane? Um <sighs> <laughs> no, not really, James. But thanks for asking me for a final word all the same. But, um, it's going to be a great week, great week of racing at Mooney Valley. It's going to feel like a week to me anyway. So it's Friday, Saturday backup is... Um, it's big. It's, it's going to be tough. It's it going to be tough. Smells good. You looks good right now. What will you look like next Thursday? All right, punters. Thanks for tuning in. Um, we'll see you next week. Bye for now.